You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 235. Today, I'm walking you through how to get to your first 100K in the online space if you're a health and wellness professional. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson, and welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. So if you have been a loyal listener, thank you so much. You probably already know that we actually took a short hiatus, and I'll walk you through specifically why I did that in the show today. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm super pumped that you're here. And I'm really excited to dive into the content for this quarter, quarter Q2, if you're following in real time of 2023. And I'm super excited because I'm going to walk you through a process that I really broke down for my accelerator clients. I'll also share a little bit about what I have been doing and why we actually took a hiatus and just share a little bit more about what's been going on over here behind the scenes at Simpson Fitness. So first of all, it's Easter Sunday here at the time of this is recording. So if you observe, hope you had a great holiday. And it's interesting because Sundays happen to be my favorite time to record the podcast because it's usually the day that is the slowest where I don't have any calls. And I'm just taking a deep breath. And I like to wake up, roll out of bed, hit record and just have a conversation with you about what is happening inside of, you know, behind the scenes and to execute the content. Well, I posted on my Instagram a poll that said, hey, I'm getting ready for the podcast. Who's excited? Are you excited for the show to come back? And I had an audience members hit no. And she shared in the in a DM Beverly, I would be, but the podcast isn't accessible. I'm deaf and I can't hear it. And it really stuck with me for a while because number one, it showed me an area in my life where I take a blessing for granted. Now, just for the record, I know some people might feel like wherever, you know, if they're anything like me, every moment of your life is a blessing. So it was still a moment for me to recognize and realize that I actually take this particular gift of hearing, seeing, having access to all my senses for granted. And also an opportunity for me to look as a company, since diversity is one of our core values, all the ways that we can exercise getting the message out to make more of an impact for more people, more accessible options, more accessible impact. So I'm telling my accelerators forever, make sure that you're maximizing your leverage, your leverage in your resources, time, energy, effort. And I recognize that I love to just roll out of bed on a Sunday, hit record, have my cup of coffee. And I do it kind of in a vacuum. And I 
I realized, well, we're dressing up today and and it doesn't matter. I could just hit record even if I was rolling out of bed, but I just knew that I was dressing up today. So might as well, might as well hit record on the podcast and start preparing your content to put in other forms, YouTube, shorts. And I recognized and realized that I am going to create this really incredible piece of content, in my opinion, I wear my humble opinion, but I'm going to share a little bit of my story of what I what helped me get to my first 100K, what I would do if I was starting over so that you can learn these lessons faster. And I want to put this up in a more accessible option and do it in a way that People who go to those different platforms, they actually experience the content in a different way. So what that means is YouTube is used to short, get to the point, very less conversation, more teaching educational experience platform. It's a search engine. People are looking for fast, easy Podcast is not that that's not different, but podcasts can feel more conversational and it's you and me hanging out in the air and just chilling. And so what I wanted to do was to try my best to maximize my leverage, create a really impactful piece of content and put it in different platforms so people can hear it in accessible ways and also really in the formats to be respectful of the actual platform. So that's what we're doing in an attempt right now. I don't know what it's going to look like, but like I tell my accelerator clients, like I'm going to share with you, everything is guessing, testing, and assessing. And this is probably lesson number one, which was that the faster you can realize, the faster you can realize that everything you are doing is an experiment and it means nothing about who you are, the faster you'll be successful. So number one, let's just go ahead and dive right into what I would do. If I was starting over a hundred K trying to get to hundred K per year, number one is I would release any and all attachments to outcomes and get very clear on the differences between performance and results and release attachment. So what does that mean? That means like I just shared with you right now as we're going into Q2, this is, we're probably, we're what, in the second week, third, going into the third week of quarter two of 2023. And so the first thing that I would share with you is to just really recognize and realize that you are going to take action guessing you're going to you're going to make an educated guess based on strategy based on skill based on support based on systems based on the things that you put in play you're going to take a guess of what's going to happen you are going to test it which is going to require action you need to take action and then we need to assess the action of what happened and then we're going to make a make make the next move based on what happens. So number one, guess, test, and assess, and releasing attachment. So what does this mean? So this means, and it's one of the things I wish that I could have done faster, which is that I would put all my heart and all my soul into something I was creating, whether it was an offer, whether it was a piece of content, whether it was a podcast, whether it was a YouTube video, I was been hours preparing for it and, and creating it. And then I would put it out and it would fall flat in my opinion. Okay. And then I would make that falling flat mean something about who I am. 
and be like, oh, nobody likes it. Everything sucks. Maybe I'm not meant to do this. Who am I to be doing this? Why is someone going to work with me when they can work with so-and-so? All the nonsense that our brain gets us into because our brain is trying to keep us safe. What, What this is requiring you. And when I say this, this job, what this business building is requiring of you is courage. And courage is not the absence of fear. You cannot have courage without fear. Courage is the integration of fear. This is the doing it anyways. I wish I could move through that faster because if you look at all of the really super successful people and just get outside of the health and wellness business, right? Look at Coke, look at Pepsi, look at Bill Gates, look at Walmart, look at any successful business in any type of market. It was not their first rodeo. It wasn't the first offer that really just hit it out of the park. Like if you really think about like Derek Jeter, for example, he is a all-star. He is a all-star for home runs in in, in the hall of fame. But, and he, he had something like, I don't know, 11,000 home runs or whatnot, but he had six. I mean, he had hundred times that I don't have his stats right in front of my, in front of me right now, as I'm recording this podcast, but I can tell you right now that his at bats, not every at bat was a home run. And yet he's still in the hall of fame. So this requires you to take action. You must take action. And in order for you to take action and continue to take action is going to require you to least to release the attachment to the outcomes. And honestly, if I could have told myself that, Ages ago, when I first started, that would be the first most important thing that I wish I could go back is to release the attachment to the outcome so that you can take the action faster. And for me specifically, and I've attracted a lot of people that I can see myself in, in this former life. So I've attracted a lot of people that used to be like me ages ago, which is that taking the action wasn't necessarily the the issue. Most people will say, take action, take action, because they are motivating and inspiring people to take necessary action, which is cool and great. With the exception that taking action, but then getting a chip on your shoulder, taking action and then still making it mean something about you and or mean something about the business, that is also detrimental. It's not just that you're taking action, it's that you're taking action and then recognizing the difference between an outcome, a result and performance and then meaning we make about it. And I started to get into a really dark place of like, this isn't working. And almost anger had this like sense of anger around me all the time because I was frustrated as I'm sure you could relate or as I'm sure you could manage if this is not, if you're not new to this space. Sometimes I think that beginner's luck, I, I did a podcast on this called Beginner's Luck Explained because most beginners treat every moment like this is amazing and I'm so excited. And that type of energy magnetizes you. But when you're coming into every experience with I've already done this or I've already doing this, this isn't this isn't working, this isn't having an expectation or preconceived notion or or some type of chip on your shoulder of why you already think this isn't going to work, 
that is going to be one of the most detrimental things. When I go back and when I go back to mentors that really mean something and made an impact for me, I have actually gone back recently. I just saw her actually at a conference. We were there together and I I apologized to her. I said, listen, I was a horrible client because I had this chip on my shoulder. And she was sweet and kind and said, listen, I did not perceive you that way. Didn't It didn't matter that how she perceived me. It was how I perceived me. And it was the energy of how I knew I was showing up and what I was coming into the room with. Okay. So regardless of any of that, I wish if I could have just moved through that faster, I knew I would have been successful faster. And what it took for me was finding a mentor that was going to speak to my potential and not to the garbage that I had in the room. And that was going to really help me see because I was stuck in the mud. If you're unhappy with your circumstances right now, there is some area of your life specifically in the business where you are stuck in the mud. And it requires, for me at least, it required an outside view, an outside perspective to help me see what I couldn't see. Because Chances are, especially if you care about this business, especially if you want to be successful, I'm willing to bet you are taking the action. Just the question to really ask yourself is, are you taking the action that's moving the dial towards the goal or keeping you stuck in the mud? Number two, work from the vision and chunk it down. So what that typically means is that there is some type of arbitrary number, right? So what that you know, for me, you know, meaning that the, there's some like we've we've taken some number, and if it's a hundred k for you, great. For me, it's a million, and it was a million. And I'm gonna tell you, I'll, I'll tell you separately how I kind of broke broke through that. But but one of the things that we do is that we're like, I want to get this, okay? And it usually typically comes from a phantom number. It's our first like marker of success that means absolutely nothing, okay? It literally means absolutely nothing except the meaning that you give it. So if I were to just pull that apart for a second and recognize and realize that none of this means anything and that we're literally just trying to find the fast track to get to 100K so that we can have more freedom in our life. We stop trading dollar per hour that you can have more freedom, okay? So what I would do is I would take that goal, 100K, 1 million, whatever it is, and then just chunk it down from the vision. So we know that this is what our ultimate goal is, okay? The first thing that I want you to do is, is, you know, break it down by year, break it down by quarter, then chunk it down into month, and then chunk it down to week, and then chunk chunk it down into daily activities so that you know on a consistent basis, am I moving the dial forward? So 100K per year is 30,000. 25, yeah, 25,000 per quarter. And then per quarter, it gets chunked down to like 8.4 or whatever. That's why people round up to just 10K, 10K months, okay? And then 10K months ends up being, you know, X amount per week, per day. This is what we're moving the dial towards, okay? So now that we know this and we know, okay, so this is the vision, this is where we're going, go deeper here, okay? Go deeper because people forget that we need to make the math behind your six and seven figure business work. What ends up happening is that they go, okay, so I need to make 10K. So this is what I'm, this is my hourly rate. This is what I'm doing. And then this is what, you know, this is, this is, 
I'm just going to sell these programs or these coaching services or whatnot. Okay. So you need to understand the offer and we offers what that really means because people aren't buying your coaching service. They're not buying your membership and they're not buying your programs and templates. They're buying the outcome, the fastest, most efficient way to get to the outcome. Nobody is Googling what's the second best way to do X. Nobody is Googling that. So what you want to be doing, what you want to look at is what is it that my people want and how am I going to get there? So this is number three. Number three is truly understand offers. And if your people and you know that your people are really trying to get to the outcome, the fastest, most efficient way possible, you get to ask yourself, what is a leveraged process? So what leverage means is how can you maximize your resources, time, energy, and effort, and money to maximize results, maximize the speed of implementation for your clients so that they get to their desired outcome faster. Do that and the, you can make the amount of impact and, and, and money that you want to make and still do it with freedom, time freedom. In order for you to really understand that and do that, though, go back to number two and know what the vision is, okay? And then make the math behind your, your, your six and seven figure business work. What does that mean? It means that you craft a program a 90-day program, a six-week program, a 12-month program, okay? Whatever that, whatever the program timeframe is, whatever that win is, whatever that outcome that they know that they're going to get that is, that is associated to what it is that they want, and then ultimately the benefit of the benefit, the emotional dimension of, of getting what they want, okay? When that happens, you get to ask yourself, well, how many hours of time is it going to take me to fulfill on that offer? And then I want you to ask yourself, how many hours of time is it going to take me to find, cultivate a rela- this relationship with a potential client and turn them, someone who's never heard of you before, and turn them into a client? How are you going to create that? How much time on average is that going to take you? And then, and if you're not sure, think about it like this, right? Because people always say, oh, I did it organic. Oh, I did it organically. Not recognizing that there is a cost to organic content creation. How much time does it take you to research, study, create the content? Divide those hours. Divided by your hourly rate. If you're wanting to get into 100K, that's your hourly rate. That's how much time it's going to take you. That is your dollar per hour, not of what you're going to charge, but the cost of what it's actually taking you to create the content and to to get the client and to fulfill on the client. And if your offer is cheaper than that number, then you're working in the red and there will not be any profit margin. So in other words, that means that if that, if your program is cheaper than all of that together, that means that you're going to need about 800 hours a week in order to get to the goal. So you're working from a broken model. It's backwards. So you need to make sure. I typically like my people to work at a 60% profit margin. So that means that you have your costs 
of what it takes to acquire the lead, to fulfill on the lead, there is a 60% profit on top of that, in theory. You could even do 40 times, four times. So now that we know, now that we've gotten our mind right on the guessing, testing, and assessing, now that we have gotten clear on what the vision is, now that we understand offers and we're starting to maximize our leverage, number four, we need to understand how to communicate. Because when you can communicate the right offer to the right person at the right time, and you build a business model that can sustain any sales cycle, meaning that it takes what it takes until it takes, then you're going to get to 100K. And so, so the next thing is going to be the messaging. And here's what I really want you to understand. So if you don't have a pen and paper, press pause, go and get it right now, because this is going to sound complicated and hard, but it is literally the key. Unlock this type of messaging and you will be able to subconsciously connect your people who've never heard of you before and position yourself as an authority, whether you have 100 followers, 1,000 followers, 200,000 followers, none of that matters. When you subconsciously connect to your person, your ideal client, and position yourself as the best expert, you will win. They will work with you and not Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if you are like me and you get into any at all of those feelings of why me and why not that other person, then I, this is what I want to say to you is that they're the desires of your heart. You can trust them as safe guidance because there's a reason that you're here doing this and not being a kindergarten teacher or a competitive pole dancer or competitive hula hooper, and there's no shade at all to any of those other professions. Thank God there are kindergarten teachers out there who want to be kindergarten teachers because my children need you. The next generation needs you. But there is a reason you are here wanting to do this and not do anything else. So if you can trust yourself and go all in on yourself faster, the better. So when you can really truly learn to subconsciously connect with your ideal clients and that they can self-sell themselves, and then you actually position your stuff as the best, most efficient way possible. And instead of trying to make price as your differentiating factor, which is pricing on commodity and the fastest race to the bottom, the better. Then you can position yourself as the person who solves problems. So let's just go into that customer continuum, that customer journey to really understand. Number one, level one problem awareness. What is it that your people... What What's the problem? What is it that they think is the problem? Then level two, where you diagnose the real problem. What's underneath it? What's causing that problem? This is the real problem that they're in. And then number three, what is it that they want? What do they want? What is solving this problem going to give them? And so then when you know what it is that they want, We need to know what's in the way. What is preventing them from getting to the goal? Here's some things to consider, which is that they're doing, they're, they're doing all the wrong things. They're making the problem worse and they're doing all the wrong things to solve it. They're operating from misconceptions. They don't know what the real problem is. They are blaming their resources because they have underlining beliefs about what is required of them to get to the goal. And then for you to answer is, what is the solution? How specifically, why you, and how 
are you going to solve it? Answer those questions, communicate, shift perspective, and then you'll be able to, to sustain any sales cycle. Okay. And then you'll be able, or, or you'll be able to communicate the right message to the right person at the right time. And then the fifth thing that we really want to do is we really want to look at the systems and the structure inside of your business and then really rinse and repeat it. When you plan time to make time, this is going to give you freedom. This is going to help you really assess the components of your business and increase performance now that you did detach from the actual outcomes of what this means. And you actually look at the data and you're able to make data-driven decisions. Then getting to 100K, you're so much closer than you even realize. So a couple of the mistakes that I made is that I actually built a business model that was not ideal for me. And what I mean by that is that I was in a launch model where, and I know why people do this and launching can be really amazing. There are components of launching that I really love. It's fun. It can be really, it can be, you know, a lot of momentum and a lot of really exciting, new, fresh energy, which can be hard to sustain in an evergreen model. When evergreen just means that there's something to purchase at any given time, or people are in their own launch model process, a launch is a presentation of an offer with a deadline. Okay. And so there are pros and cons to either. And I can create a separate, I can create a separate podcast about that. But when I created this experience where and built this business model, which can sustain any any and all sales cycles so that it takes what it takes until it takes what it did for me and for my clients who I'm seeing integrate this type of model in their business is what it did is it really created a pressure-free container where I no longer felt this urgency of, oh my gosh, I got to get, I got to get, I got to get. And I got to shift my focus to the people who were saying yes to themselves. And that I knew that no matter what, as long as I hit these KPIs, these key performance indicators that inside of my business, that I knew as long as I hit those, as long as I was doing 25 calls a day or 25 calls a week, rather, that I was going to happily enroll two to three people per week that I could focus my attention on those people and really serving them. Instead of feeling this pressure of, I got to hit this number, got to hit this number, I got to hit this number. Launch model was just creating these, these unnecessary pressures in my mind. And I recognized, even though I was launching a lot, I was taking a hang of a lot of action. I was still only presenting my offers five times a year. And the truth of the matter is, if you want to make a bigger impact in your business and you want to generate revenue, we need to be doing offer presentations more than you think. Present your offer in front of more people and you will make more money. Just plain and simple. So when I'm looking at my numbers of my data and I'm looking at how many times I presented my accelerator offer in from November to February, there are 200 pages of presentations that I did. That's just more at-bats. That gave me more opportunity for to, to present my offer and give people the chance to say yes to themselves. That's all I did. 
versus the launch model that I was doing where it was tons of pressure, despite the fact that I was trying to stay in the like, oh, it's not pressure. And I was only at most giving myself five at bats and I was completely drained and I was depleted and exhausted. And in this vicious cycle of feast and famine of like, okay, well, guess I'm going to continue to do X in order to do, you know, until I get Y. And I was saying yes to my, to, to what I think I needed to do, which constantly put me in this chase of money, instead of saying yes to myself and being in a business of alignment where I felt like I could just, it didn't matter. I needed to take that pressure off myself. And in order to do that was to be it was to build a sales system inside of my business where people could say yes to themselves at any given time. I didn't need to create a pressure-free, you need to buy in this four-day window. And then the last thing I'm going to say, because honestly, I could talk about this forever and I think I need to like chunk these down into different into different podcasts, into different YouTube videos. And I will do that. I just want you to know, I'm giving you an overview look. What we really need to understand is your and look at is your relationship to selling. I'll create a separate podcast on this because it's really, really imperative that you understand that passive income isn't passive. And I want you to look at all of the reasons why, if that's something that is at the top of your list, why you were wanting that. Because what I have come to find after talking to hundreds, and I'm talking about hundreds just in the last quarter, what I have come to find people who are looking for passive ways to, to generate income, what they're really looking for is ways that they can, they can not sell ways that they could record something and like have the selling happen. And then they just, it just sells on their own. Passive income is not passive. Putting a buy button on your website, that may generate you revenues, which is great, but that's not going to be the main source of your income. You communicating and making a case for your products and services in a way that empowers people, that puts them in a place of being excited to say yes to themselves, that is what is going to sell your products and services. You doing one-to-many, so you doing a presentation, a podcast, a, a YouTube, and then all these people are just you know coming in waves and you're like, I don't want to get on the sales call. That's trading dollars per hour. This is backwards thinking because you, if you're, especially if you're new, we need to get those reps. We need to put in those presentations of offers over and over and over and over again. And every time you do a webinar, that's a presentation of offer. And if you're looking out into this space and going, oh, but all these amazing gurus, they just do three-day launches. They do these amazing things. And then everyone, thousands of people just come in droves. I've been on their sales teams and I have done their sales calls. I have been on the back end being on on the phone, talking, being in the DMs, having conversations. Connection and conversations is what leads to more sales. And it's going to require you to look at your relationship to selling. And if there is any hesitation or uncomfortability on any level, people energetically can feel that. And we need to look at that and we need to shift it. So, because even the people that are like, I have nothing to sell you are absolutely selling. You are selling at every moment, every time you create a piece of content and you are asking someone to be on board with your perspective, recognize just due to the law of polarity that there is an alternate way, that there is another way to think about something, which ultimately means that 
you are asking them to be on board, to see a six in the sand instead of a nine, to come to the other side. That is what you are asking for. That is still a sell. So we need to take a look at your relationship to selling and to money specifically. Not that it's a bad thing, but that's what it is going to be required of you. And so then plain and simple, if you've got down to the end and you're like, okay, yeah, but Beverly, how specifically, what are the nitty gritty ways if you were to get 100K? So the first, you know, what I would say to you after you get your mind right and after you really work from the vision, after you really start to look at, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. And then you start to break down your offer and make sure that you know that the offer makes sense for leverage. Then we need to work backwards and how many present and you know that, okay, so if I present my offer to 30 people, how many of them are going to convert? We need to know those types of conversion numbers. And when we know that, then we just relentlessly take the action to increase performance, making the data-driven decisions, and then just keep going. One of the worst things that I did in my first years is that I just kept throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And I know that's a metaphor, but I stopped rinsing and repeating. I just said, oh, I just made emotional decisions instead of data-driven decisions, which just caused me to keep throwing out and starting over and getting clear on the... and, And getting... You know, and, and, and it caused me to be addicted to the struggle. If I'm being honest with you, instead of just taking the same action, rinsing and repeating, sure, I get to enhance things. I get to change things. We're not doing the definition of insanity. We're not doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. But the difference, the reason why I know that it's not insanity is because of the data. It's because I'm looking at the performance. It's because I've built this sales system, put structure in. In my business so that I know and this is also how I stay detached because I know based on the performance what to change what to look at what to improve upon what skill needs to be needs more reps and do it from a place of it means nothing nothing means anything except the meaning that you give it and what I'm sharing and what I'm saying is really hard to do and and I didn't do it alone I have had a ton of support from a lot of different mentors. So that is what I'm going to leave you with. And I'm going to break it down and chunk it down into different ways. So if if you're listening to this podcast and this was helpful for you, please screenshot it and go ahead and share it to your stories. Tag me at Easton Fitness so that I can celebrate you. And then also, if you have anything you want me to go deeper on and share, and you want to share your biggest takeaways, go ahead and let me know in the interweb and we will create episodes on this so that you can really start to make the impact that you want to make. Because once you get to that 100K and it becomes, how can I get to the multiple 100Ks? How can I get to 500K? How can I get to a million? This is going to require a new level from you. And there are going to be new bottlenecks in your resources. And it'll be, it'll take a new level of discernment in order to get to that next level. So let's get you to 100K first, break through some of these, these lessons that we need to learn, skills that we need to learn that we can carry over as we grow into multiple six figures and into the millions. So that we can really just kind of surpass and break through this, this, this level that we're at. 
So if this was helpful for you, please go ahead, share on the interwebs, let us know, give us, leave us a five-star review. And, and this helps us get our message out to more people, especially if this helps you. Thank you so much for pushing play today. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.